0: Ah, ah, it's Trickoration. I'm here 60 seconds earlier. All right, let's go with the music. Oh, is that funeral music. Is he going to heaven? Is he going to hell? Well, I think we all know the answer to that one. You are now, yeah, I got messed up today. About to witness... The awesome
1: yeah. crushing a mic, uh, yeah, on my head of the, 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 the U.D.S. Robinson <laughs> Show Stubborn! Welcome my friends to a show that seemingly never ends. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson, and this is V, oh wow, what is this again? <laughs> Somebody thought was this V85? Wow, well, I should have had a V8. This is, I think this is show V85. That's all, yes, thank you. It's all about when the laughter stops. Who's really on this show Is never If you thought we're going to get a touchy-feely Sorry for some guy thing Forget about it But first We get Stigmata singing us in With Bob Riley Off of the record Calling of the Just Still available from Revelation Records Huntington Beach, California Where not only do they hit your car with a hammer But they shoot you in nightclubs. clothes Go to Revelation Records, use a little spyglass thing, type in Sigmata, call it just. You want to buy the whole CD? It's there. It's also on YouTube. Well, let's Bob sing it the best. Sing it, Bob, sing it. He looks like Shrek now. Not kidding. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I took my time, out. I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face.
0: Being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, all right, all right, my friends. That's enough. Listen, um, right now I'm gonna do something. I'm not a, hey, hey, hey. I'm not with a hat in the hand. I'm not any of that. But you know I do this other thing called Ozzy.com, right? And you also know that I do this thing called uh, Ozzy Confidential. Well, I'm going to put right now, because man's mother died. No, I'm going to put right now in the comments, I want you guys to go vote. Because without this vote, probably I got no more Ozzy Confidential, right? So we got to win this thing. Some guy, (laughs) one of you asked me, Oh, UG, this is why we hate you. You don't tell us what category to vote in. I don't think it fucking matters. I think a podcast of the year. Why not? And this is specifically for Ozzy Confidential. I don't need the love here. I got enough from yous. But, uh, to, and no one can stop this show but me. But uh, the other one, yeah, it can be stopped unless we get the proper amount of love so far. And you can go in multiple times if you can do it off your phone and your computer. So I'm typing it in now. I want you to vote. And I want you to vote for, uh, even if it's not your favorite podcast, I don't give a crap. Vote for Ozzy, Confidential. Right there. I put it in. You can go to the page. You can do it during the show. Help out, help out, help out. The deadline is October 22nd at 6 p.m. You got two more days. I don't ask a lot. Well, actually, I do. But you know what I mean. The point is, this could actually have real-world repercussions. At the very least, it might mean that uh, I get a raise and then I could I could stop uh, I could stop complaining about money. But we're not gonna I don't do commercials at the top anymore. What's this in my eye? Um I tore a um I tore partial tear on a right quadricep. Not enough to stop me from rolling. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, hey, hey. And if I actually win it, I if I actually win it. We'll do something special. Um, so, uh, so anyway, yeah. For Aussie Confidential, this show, this can't be stopped. Only by uh, uh, it, it, well, it can be stopped if uh, you know what I mean. We're not going to get into that right now. But I did. I almost forgot the commercial, and it's a direct benefit. The link is there. Uh, somebody maybe relink it because some people who show up for the show late. But um, uh, let's let, let's get into it. And as usual, this is going to start here. And end up over here. For those of you just listening, I point to my left ear, and then I point to my right ear. So uh, let's start with this article in the New York Times. Now, if you remember, I tell you, I was walking down the street in Rome, right, just by myself. I left the rest of the band somehow, and I decided to take like a vision quest, and I almost started to lose my mind. You know, there's that disease that you get where you get into in the presence of world histories and the weight of it, it like what causes you. It's uh, like Psych, uh, psychology today has a name for it. Like it happens a lot when people go to Jerusalem, where you just all of a sudden time starts to telescope in and out, and you you lose your mind. So I'm walking down toward the Colosseum. I'm walking by, uh, thank you. I'm walking by uh, Nero's castle, and I'm thinking about 2,000 years ago. I'm talking about Roman prelate. I'm, I'm thinking about Pontius Pilate. I'm thinking about a lot of stuff, right? And, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And um, I see a guy walking toward me, and the guy's got this look on his face, like it's like barely contained contempt, you know, arrogance fueled contempt. I mean, that's the one thing that you, you, you know, people have. They talked about Reinhard Heydrich, the Nazi who got blown up in uh, what you would happened in Czechoslovakia. That he would, they told him there was going to be an attempt on his life, and he refused to make an accommodation. Refused to get rid of uh, the open top car, and then some. They shot him, and they threw a grenade in the car, and he uh, fundamentally died from his injuries. Uh, a, a piece of shit, a, a greater piece of shit of that guy you'll never find. That's not the point. The point is, <laughs> I'm walking down the street, and it's that kind of Reinhard Heydrich, this kind of um, baseless, well, in my mind, baseless uh, kind of arrogance. This guy is just one man to another. We're walking by each other, and I see him looking at me like, (laughs) and I just look at him and I start smiling because I realize what's happening. This Italian man walking by me actually believes that he's white. Now, you got to understand the American mind. The American mind is not the article in the New York Times, is what I'm referencing. I think the headline was when Italians became white, right? And you got to understand that they used for a long time there had been anti-Italian bias in here. They showed up on these shores broke, uh, majorly, and uh, there were people would say you can never trust somebody whose last name ends in a vowel. It would if you were uh, in the 1940s if you were bringing home an Italian and you were you know your garden variety wasp. It was a big deal. So much so. So I mean, how do you think that the the, the mafia got hold? Because they did all the crap jobs that nobody wanted, sanitation, so forth, building trades, and they got in there just like they did. In the old country, it's like, oh yeah, you ever hear the joke about all the body parts discussing who's the most impo- important body part? And the anus speaks up and says, I think I'm the most important body part. And they all the body other part of body parts laugh at them and they laugh and they laugh. And the anus goes, all right, I'm on strike. <laughs> About eight days of no pooping, everybody's like, they tap out. They go, okay, anus, you're the most, see, this is what we call a callback. You're going to know this anus comes up later. Um, so they agree. So sanitation, well, for a year or so of my life, in probably 1968, I uh, I, I lived in New Rochelle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I live in New Rochelle near Westchester, New Rochelle. Now, this is where the um, rich folks, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is where the rich folks uh, moved when they got too much money for the tenements in the cities. They moved up to, um, what, showstopper, come on. Yeah, no, 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 no. Vote for uh, Ozzy Confidential, please. That means you got to go back in and change it. I don't know. I don't need this show to get that love. (laughs) I need Ozzy Confidential to get that love. I hope you're messing with me. Please tell me you're messing with me. I hope all of you went in and voted for Ozzy Confidential. Ah, I (laughs) should have... Man, look, I'm sorry. Do it again. (laughs) Yes, please, revote. Because this show doesn't need the help. Ozzy Confidential needs the help. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, you weren't joking, please. It's Ozzy Confidential. Uh, I, I can't write it many more times. So maybe somebody else could remind me. It's going to take me off track. So New Rochelle, Westchester, New Rochelle, all you had living there were rich folks and black folks and Italians. That's it, right? Now, uh, my great-grandmother lived there. She and her two siblings uh, uh, bought a house there uh my uh what would he be my great grand uncle was a welder and he worked in uh there were uh military yards near there uh my great grand aunt uh she moved out of new rochelle and moved to queens where she worked at the dmv and was a democratic uh uh she worked for the democratic party as an organizer or some such thing. And my great-great-grandmother, my great grandmother, uh, who ran away multiple times when she was a kid to try to be a singer in the style in the 30s and the 40s, a singer in the style of – actually, in the 20s and 30s, a singer in the style of Billie Holiday, before her family had to drag her back, ended up working as a maid. And she used to work at, uh, as a maid for this family called the Barouches, uh, a Jewish family who, who uh, made their money in radio. They had radio shows. Uh, so she worked for the barouches you know. And the only people there was she was working inside the house as a maid. Put my mother, uh, my mother through college. I, maybe my mother and my grandmother through college, and and cleaning people's toilets. And uh, uh, the Italians were uh, the, you know, um, drivers laborers day laborers and that's it my best friend in 1968 was a guy named louis de luca uh, um, yeah but vote for ozzy confidential that's what i'm saying ozzy confidential don't vote for this show ozzy confidential please thank you Ah, oh, thank you thank you thank you so uh, um, louis de luca was my best friend in 1968 uh, I, I was a kid and uh, um so when i see this article in the new york times which i tweeted out if you guys follow me at eugene s Robinson. You saw the tweet. It's a long article, but the headline did it. It was like, um, it was like, thank you. Thank you. It was uh, about when, how, when the Italians became white. So I'm walking by this guy in Rome and I'm getting this arrogance. And I was like, man, oh man, he thinks one, that I'm an African. If I were to say, how you doing, buddy? He would go, oh shit. And the tables would change because there's this whole global strata of, you know, indonesian like thai african like you know mud people down here the, 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 it's all fictional it's all make-believe it's all garbage right but i'm looking at that guy going you know new rochelle westchester sanitation italian and i try to explain this to sorrell sorrell said something about uh oh, well you know i am white i go white in what country are you in this country I got news for you, Mr. Brazil. You're not white. The second you open your mouth, you become some, some weird polyglot, maybe Mexican. They don't know. They don't know. You're not American. Yeah, you, know, you should be holler. And I'm not telling you the way it should be. I'm just telling you how it is. What happens in people's minds. Anybody else who says anything else is lying. I got no reason to lie to you. I'm telling you the truth. And I, I come from a city where everybody's always trying to get the ethnic feet on you. You can't get away with saying your name, last name is Rose. Is that Roselli or is that Rose's swag? You changed that name? No, we didn't change the name. Um, yeah, if you're, there are very few, well, I'm getting to that. I'm very, uh, Australians, Pommies, right? Prisoners of the monarchy. I, I, I look, at, I don't, I'm getting to that. Let me get to that. So so there was a point where um, where, Italians became somehow cast off the shackles of, of their Italianness, you know, and speci- specifically Sicilians. A friend of mine who's Sicilian, who you've heard me talk about in the show, was dating uh, this Jewish girl, went uh, a, a denying Jew. She was like, her last name was Klein, but I'm not Jewish. Okay, whatever. Goes over to the house for Thanksgiving, and her grandmother looks down at him and goes, You ask what his last name is. He says, he goes, where is that from? He says, I'm from Sicily. And she just stops talking to him and looks at her granddaughter and goes, Arabs. (laughs) So, so, you know, so Arabs, right? So, so they came over, Sicilians came over, forget about it. They were like, they're not, not white. Um, But somehow, somehow, and black folks were always here. So it's not like Italians came and then black folks came and then they could say, well, at least we're not black. My idea is that Italians became white. And this is a sideline. I'll get to the main point. Italians became white. <laughs> I'll get into that. <laughs> uh, Italians became white when they lost the ability to speak Italian. In other words, when they began speaking, their assimilation w- was was vocal. As soon as they lost accents and stopped speaking Italian they became, Yeah, you could put the sticker on the car. Kiss me. I'm Italian with the T-shirts and that, that, that. Look, in the 70s, they were they were still picketing movies like The Godfather because they said it made Italians look bad. Right. I mean, so uh, this was like a real thing. But somebody said, well, you forget Irish. The Irish. Yeah, you see where I'm going with this. The Irish were like dogs. They couldn't they couldn't get the into restaurants. There no Chinese, no Irish allowed. Yeah. In England. In England in England when they came here yeah okay there was a little bit a little bit of jib but largely they became elders, you know, uh, aldermen you know counselors they, they you know um, and if you see you know how, how you know how we know the Irish integrated faster and more cleanly than the Italians did because the Irish mafia has never been for shit in America. <laughs> I mean, really, it hasn't been like you've heard me talking the show about that, the, the Irish mobs. Like, if you were prone to criminality and you were Irish, I it, but that story about the Irish guys who were on their way to rob a bank and stopped to mug a guy—you <laughs> know, like, i like, guys said, whatever. I'm just saying, they, 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 there was no need. You could, if you could become, if you could become an all, steal as an alderman, or, a political, or a cop, or whatever, you were okay, and it happened. You know, there was a little jibba, uh, you know, potato mashes, that that ba, a little bit, the drip, but they were they were in like Flint. But I start thinking, I start doing my Colombo thing, and I was like, eh. eh. so it, it so I pause I, I paused con because I don't know if you're Irish extraction, right? I, this this I, I, I don't know, but it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. You guys eh. Uh, I mean, Londonium was uh, was Roman Empire extended all the way up. I I don't know. You got dark hair, you got dark curly hair. Then somebody in your family slept with an ancient Italian, and you you might get sickle cell anemia. I don't know, know that thing. I can't I can't quite figure out. And it goes back. It goes back to my thing about okay, the slaves they didn't show up in tuxedos. They showed up naked. This is penal fear. Did you see that on a sex column last week? I tell you about that guy with the second question: where, "How make penal strong? How, how, how make? <laughs> oh yeah. All right. If you're Irish, <laughs> my <laughs> yo bro, I'm sorry. I hate to tell you. Whatever. Okay. I know what the way the rest of the world sees you. Now we understand each other. Okay. So they didn't show up in tuxedos. Now the Italians. They showed up in America with clothes. It wasn't like people were like looking at that, but it was enough. The association was enough with swarthy skin. You know, if they've studied erotica going back 2000 years and they find out that, you know, sexual potency is always conferred, is sexual potency as is conferred on the male figure in erotica going back 2000 years, always, always consistently has the male figure being darker. Now, it could be in the old days that virile, vital men were outside working with their hands. Oh, from Japan, worldwide erotic, that's the case. So Sicilians, Italians, swarthy people who showed up in America were suspect. They didn't show up naked like the slaves showed up, but they showed up, you know, with the dint of suspicion because of the skin coloration. And then, of course, because of the Sicilian factor, you know, the Sicilians, you know who taught me this? Pay attention for those of you on the radio, I will describe it. I'm taking my forefinger, sticking it up in the air, and I'm sticking my thumb out at a 45-degree angle. A Sicilian taught me this. And then he goes like this. And then he turns it sideways for those of you looking so that my thumb is pointed down. And I didn't get it. And then finally, he explained to me, "Uh, yeah, tall man, short penis, short man, long penis. Eventually, it, th- it took a bit of time for people to figure out. But already, the language thing was happening. The language thing was already happening. So by the time people were walking into the store, and they say, what's your name? Johnny Rose. How many people in the store are going to say, is that or Is that Rose and Swag? They're not going to ask that. Eventually, eventually. And then, of course, they moved out of places like Little Italy and they moved out to Long Island. They moved out to Coney Island. They moved out to Bay Ridge in New York. And they, they left. Okay, there's no personality the neighborhoods they moved to. Uh, but they wanted to get away from the old neighborhood. And they wanted to get back. And it was too late because Chinatown expanded and the Chinese never leave. Chinatown is huge in New York. And, and, and Chinese folks own super, huge amounts of, of super valuable real estate on, down the Lower East Side in Chinatown. And now... Little Italy is a tourist attraction. They got you got to drive in from the island if you want to see Little Italy. So, has anybody has anybody ever accused, despite his his, uh, El- <laughs> no, it wasn't an El- L. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm tying this into McNuggets because. We're we're beyond the point. We're beyond the point where it's funny. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, it is. I'm still making jokes about it because eventually it seems like you have to do this. My focus is not, you gotta understand when I tweet that stuff out. My even if I'm tweeting it right at him, he's not my focus anymore. My focus is the machinery that's trying to fix it. Like in Robocop. Don't worry, we can fix everything. That's my focus. Dana could say, he said it wasn't him. Can't say that the second time. Can't say that the third time. They're even trying to get rid of that second time and just go to the, and get rid of the second time so they can collapse a third time into a second time and just go, oh, it's only two times. There was a second time. Have any of you ever tried to drag a woman working at a restaurant from the restaurant into your car? Out of the club, through the door, through the front door. She got the, mo- the smock out, the, the, and, and, and then drag her into the car as she's resisting. Look, Johnny Boney Joni at the strip club lifted the woman up. Yeah, well, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, Con, when you open your mouth, you know, you were helped out by Crocodile Dundee. So, so. You know, what can I tell you? You know, you, sh- you get help in strange ways, right? Like the Italians thought that the godfather was going to be bad for them. In other words, it was a total it was a total plus for them, right? Because it gave this veneer of sophistication to essentially fucking, you know, uh, uh, ice-picking people on alleys. Yeah, Aussies are white. You got you know who you think. Yeah, because they, they're English, but not all of them. A lot of Irish were prisoners of the monarchy, pommies. So anyway so no I don't know anybody I don't know anybody who has dragged somebody working in a restaurant through the restaurant into and into their car I don't know anybody so if you don't think there's something wrong with that second time you are wrong and already the bald one is like, going deaf and dumb on this one he's d and d like i i it's like you remember what i said that spear he actually should not get hanged at the nuremberg trials because fundamentally uh fundamentally um yeah he does think he's untouchable and uh, uh fundamentally uh, I know you guys were talking about the penis. You got my head. I got. can't concentrate now. <laughs> so, so uh, fu- fundamentally, he's he's saying, "Oh, what did they say about Spear?" Spear was uh, on the stand in Nuremberg, and his defense was, and it kept him from getting hanged. His defense was, uh, his defense was, Jews. I ain't hear nothing about no Jews. I I ain't, I ain't hear anything about that. I, I just came and I. <laughs> Yeah, 110%. That's right, 100%, 110% of the humor at the Soraya Academy is 100% gay, in fact, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Anyway, Spear is on the stand and fundamentally said, hey, 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 I don't hear nothing about no Jews. Dana, has the bald one, has been pulling that crap How, how for the one and two, and if you don't think he's behind collapsing one, two, three into two, you're wrong. But what he did, what he did is to scratch him from the card for he, the dance card for 2020. Did you notice that? Poured water all, all over the Frankie Edgar thing, poured water all over it, and said, Ah, I don't know, I guess we'll see we'll see McNuggets next year. Which means straighten out your shit. Yeah, anybody who's talking about uh, uh 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 McNuggets like he's going to save their fat they're crazy they're crazy He's not you know it's like that uh, uh crossover dreams with Ruben Ruben Blades Ruben Blades and it's about the rise and fall of a salsa artist and he goes back the old neighbors at a bar and he's talking and he's and he got and the guy the bartender goes hey man you're going to go back out on the road again He's like, yeah, I'm going to tour, I'm going to tour you. And the bartender goes, yeah, you know what? You're not even going to tour my asshole. You're not even going to tour my asshole. You're not going anywhere, bro. And because we are now caught in, in a cyclical process that shows signs of not getting better. If D can't stop him, if the bald one can't stop him, if straight blast can't stop him, if the guard ain't, can't stop him, he's not going to be stopped. Nobody's tested this cat and gotten to the source of the problem, which I believe is a, is a Yale. I don't know if you spend any time taking cocaine, but the reality of it is, it's not all these guys. I used to know a guy. He used to take um, uh, a, a, a oral steroid. I can't let me. I can't remember which one. Anavar, which was a strength one, but he also used to call it my mean pills. Now, I'm sure we all know people like that. The Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Drunk type thing. Oh, man. Like Ronnie Van Sant from uh, uh, Leonard Skinner. That guy was the nicest guy in the world until he started drinking. That's always bullshit. Any drug that people could truck out there, there's been somebody else who took it and was the mellowest person in the world. No, he's, 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 you don't understand. This dude is textbook definition toxicity. You can't, you can't. I tried to make this point on, uh, on if I did it the other day. I mean, if you hire him in any capacity at all, and he reoffends after three offenses, you are screwed. Your brand is screwed. And if you've got deep pockets, it could go beyond that. So let's scratch off what he's lost. So Burger King, that he's uh, the thing where he's riding naked on the horse, uh, Kimmel, uh, who's that other flim flam, late night flim flam man, who I uh Fallon, uh, uh, Colbert, uh, uh, well, he thought it did. T-Bone was his name. He thought it did. It's all in his head. You're looking for an excuse and you're looking for an outlet. What's happening that we're not seeing that that, that is a cult to us because we're not we're not paying attention to it is the fact that nothing's happening for him at least money mayweather is trying to some got a recording studio and' has got some fictional idea that he's gonna make a hip-hop something worth a damn between telling that the world that 50 cents got herpes or that one or the other yeah yeah that's true it used to be real back in the old days but whatever. Well, because, you know, that was a sign. The first one, unless you read the actual case and read that it was anal rape, that first one was a sign that you've arrived, that you have arrived, right, Uh, that people are, you know, trying to money grab, misunderstood, it was a consensual. First he said, I didn't do it, I wasn't there, then it was consensual. Oh, really? Really? Do you have a lot of acts of consensual sex, not with a tiny peepee, that result in uh, 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 emergency room visits? Who knows? Maybe Connor's backing, but there's some perfect storm of horror that comes together because the guy is not getting something to do. The thing that would most get him back in the game is the thing he's most incapable of doing is training. Now, he hasn't been on any late shows for a while that I've seen. I think it was a combination of the first accusation. There were my TMZ had created a situation where the dolly throwing incident and the phone slapping, that was just good grist for the mill. That wouldn't have kept you off the show. The rape allegations, the smart money, you got that right. You got that right. But that wasn't the point that I was trying to make about the tiny pee It's about here and the need to do this repeatedly. Repeatedly. This is three we're talking about. People were shitting all over me for the first one. Ah,
1: you don't know, no, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right, and right away they start. Yeah, exactly. Right away. That's what. Look, he's got something to prove, but it's a perfect storm with the cocaine, the drink, the pressure, and the fact that nothing's going on. Nothing. 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 The thing that would most get him back in the conversation in a serious way is to get a fight, and he can't do that. Nobody. Somebody said, "Well, what, if you were the, if you were the bald one and you called him, what would you say?" It's already been said. It's already been said. Get your shit together, man. Get your shit together. And if you don't have anybody who's close enough to you who can and, 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 and get yeah, his name, his name still gets people to pay attention. I put it in the title of the show. Well, actually, I think I put McNuggets, right? No, no. And as far as a bald one is concerned, he's great. That it's great to have him over the barrel after not having had him over the barrel. But at this point, now you can't make use of that. Now you gotta, you gotta be. Publicly, yep. But publicly, you got it. You know, you got the guy gets cleared. Then the guy says, "Oh, he's cleared." But you got to understand. I was thinking about Brock Turner. I was, I was walking on campus today, and uh, uh, there's a memorial to the woman who Brock Turner attacked, and she's revealed herself and outed her name and uh, w- written a book and is doing a press tour. And apparently there's some problem. In other words, a spot where she was raped, they put a memorial bench and they got, but they there was some problem where they didn't mention her name, even after she had mentioned her name and she wanted to be uh, identified. But I started to think like, okay, if that judge who I went to college with, uh, Persky, Aaron Persky, hadn't have been a dumbass and had given him the right sentence, what would he have given him? The guy could have gone to prison for at least 10 years. No, 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 no. Brock Turner, Stanford water polo player. If Brock Turner had actually gotten the right sentence gone to jail for 10 years and come out though he had in or he'd done like teddy strelesky and i don't know if you if you looked up teddy strelesky after i told you the guy who killed the stanford professor who then said on release i don't want probation because i don't want conditions on my release release me free and clear they go you have to serve your whole term he goes fine i'll serve my whole term so i can leave free if he if brock turner had gotten out for, in 10 years. Okay, I'm okay with him having to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life because that's what he is. It's a statement of fact. He was a sex offender. He offended somebody sexually. But at some time, at some point, you have to decide about statute of limitations for people not in the public eye. For people in the public eye, if you're a rapist like, say, Kirk Douglas, prove it. uh, Natalie Wood said he raped me. I don't have to see Kirk Douglas movies. But none of these guys who have who have Jack are, Cosby is the first one. Hill Specter had to kill two people, didn't he? Didn't he get, he like shot somebody. Robert Blake, who I love, didn't go to jail because he killed a grifter. But whatever. That was a class thing. Simpson didn't go. People always thought the Simpson case was about race. It wasn't. Those L.A. cops loved him. They say 40% of, the, 40% of the cops nationwide have domestic abuse beeps. They didn't give a shit if you bounce Nicole Simpson's head off the wall. It's like, hey, we're going out to Juice's house again. Let's get an autograph. Exactly. Yeah. And that tide started to turn. Guy's toxic. Not coming back. Be- Look, if they haven't forgiven Nate Parker. Now, I believe there should be a statute of limitations. I don't say you get an Oscar. I don't say you get good looks. But would you say, would you say, uh, would you say that somebody should have a death penalty? Look, if you rape me or you rape somebody that is connected to me and I can get my hands on you with nobody knowing, I'm killing you. So to a certain degree, yes. However, when that friend of mine came to me and said the story that I've written about for Ozzy said, so-and-so tried to rape me, we almost beat him to death but we didn't beat him to death. The punishment always must fit the crime. The thing with these cats with money is they're trying to avoid the punishment part. Yes, I committed the crime, and I'm going to pay for it. Doesn't that make up for it? (laughs) Not if you re-offend. Not if you re-offend. So, uh, 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 so uh, you know, McNuggets can keep talking all he wants, and it's just strange and disassociative and disturbing and not even laugh-worthy because at this point now, you think you had friends or you thought you were beyond needing friends? You, you know that thing they said during the last election? Who was it who said it? Uh, you didn't build it. uh oh, the guy who lost. Uh... I, I don't remember. No, I, mean, I don't know. Whoever said said so you didn't. That goes back to we like this idea of American exceptionalism and the rugged individual. But I take a hundred babies and I put them in the field to come back in a hundred days. They're all dead. They're all dead. There's a complex series of networks, and it's all and you can feel the jungle turn on people. And I'm not talking about cancel code culture. That's just noise. I'm talking about the Hollywood fade. I'm talking about the chimp chill out. I'm talking about when you can't get your phone calls and when nobody, when you, that is deadly. There's no cannibal baby. They all die. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I I, have seen great fortunes built on a certain so, power of association. Great fortunes built. You know, they had this thing, the IRA, uh, one guy, one IRA guy was in prison. And, uh, and, uh, uh until recently, one IRA guy was in prison and they were like screwing with this guy. And he told, he told, uh, So how are things going inside? He goes, ah, these guys are fucking with me. And they go, hold on. If you can make it till Tuesday, we'll have a visitor. And so he, and they sent him a note. And then he, the guys are fucking with him again. And he looks on this piece of paper and he says, uh, hey, uh, your mother. And he lists his mother's address. And he turns to one of the other guys who's fucking with him. he said, and your brother and your sister, they live here. And they listed the address. So don't you understand what I'm saying? Anything happens to me. I stumbled on a flight of stairs. I scratched myself shaving. These people will meet the angels. That was it, bro. The power of organization. And, you know, uh, I built it myself. I did it myself. Who, you know, Tony Montana, you forget at the end of Scarface, he doesn't end well, he ends up in the fountain. At the end of Godfather Part 3, they die, but the Corley-only family exists. So I don't see this ending well. And if there was ever a cause to stop laughing, that was it. I'm still in there, but there's an edge to the court jester. Because I'm watching the process try to fix itself for him, because they can still squeeze blood out of that stone, but that's not blood that I want. That's blood liable. Now, Woodpile, Woodpile So One of you's made the good point on Twitter, uh, uh, and the point was, have you noticed, and you actually, I mentioned this on uh, Care Don't Care, have you noticed, and it listed like eight cases where the fighter had talked about Hey, could somebody repost that link to where you vote for Ozzy Confidential again? It's been a while. and I know that I can see that people are joining that that haven't been here before. So maybe just repost it for me, please. And they have to vote for Ozzy Confidential. Oh, Jesus Christ. My leg is killing me. Yeah, that came from... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... Chris Wood by a Weidman. It was his wife's birthday on Saturday. Somebody online, I think it was Khan, put together a list of fighters who lit, who looked beyond their opponent and the negative repercussions. They're looking beyond the opponent because much like looking at uh, God's ass, which Moses had to do. Yeah, but put the link in. Put the link in again. Will you? Uh, I can't go back and do it right now. I had to type it the first time. So supposedly, suppose yeah, but then put the link. Okay, thanks. So, but supposedly that the sight of God was too mighty, like he couldn't handle it. There was too much information. Like when I drove that 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 NASCAR, and I didn't look downfield. I looked just the normal distance in front of the car, and the, the the whole my whole field of vision started to melt. So, so, so the burning bush, and then God actually had to turn his back to him, and he fundamentally he showed Moses his ass. If you, if you are, if you, if you cannot face the reality of the person that you're fighting next, because you are driven by fear or concern, that's not going to play well. I mean, that wide was it one minute and fifty three seconds. One minute, yeah, one minute and 53 seconds on his wife's birthday. Who you know, the room if the rumor mill is believed is largely the reason why he's pushing it away by his sell by date. It's not funny, and our people are had look, you, you know, you gotta understand when he dispatched, when he 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 his presence at the dispatching of Anderson Silva happened because if you chart your life, there was a point afterward. In other words, your life has had an apex. You might have good times after the apex, but there was clearly a point where you were your best. Anderson Silva, well after he was his best, because you remember he was, he was around doing stuff for a longer time. He was an older guy. I think he was, what, 40 when he fought Wideman that shit was merciful compared to what 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 Wideman's have to go, go, what going through I got to straighten my legs ah. Wideman this this slide, and he's like yeah okay something about 2020 and it's like you know like that guy who I beat up at the Oxbow show in Camden in, in London <laughs> where I finally, after knocking him out once and knocking him out with the mic stand a second time, and then the guy is back. If anybody in this place cares about this guy at all, help him out. Get him out of here for all of our benefits. Because the first time I knocked him out, I jumped into the photo pit, over the wall from the photo pit, and knock, and I wasn't going to knock him out. They brought some kids in, some poor kids in, you know, who had had pretty tough lives. And this guy sensed that they were somehow different and started screwing with them. And it just drove me. And I jumped into the photo pit and the phot- photographer was like, oh, crazy rock and roll shenanigans. And I kind of go up to the guy and stand between him and these kids who are like 16, 17. And they're going to a friend of mine's organized this thing to get kids from other places to enjoy culture, but these are kids who have been, you know, and this guy's lining drunk, and, and screwing with them. And I'm about to turn back, the, I've stopped his, whatever he's doing with them, and I go back, I turn back to the stage, and then he does. looks at me and goes, he does this little cutesy pirouette like he shakes his fanny at me. And I think about it for about 1.7 seconds and I go, that's it. And I turn around and bang, out. And the photographer suddenly realized, we thought it was make-believe, but that guy is really unconscious. And they fled. So uh, uh, I think that, you know, at a certain point, the, the whole Weidman thing, it's just like, now the bald one is talking to him. Yeah, it's high voltage, Tommy. That was high voltage. I electrocuted that guy. But listen, this guy copped to, I don't know, I'm not glorying in being a bully, but he came up to me and said, hey, you remember that show where somebody was throwing ice at you? (laughs) Yeah, that was me. And I remember that show where somebody from the audience threw a lit cigarette at you? (laughs) Yeah, that was me. And I remember that really quiet part at that other show and you identified the third show and then somebody kept whistling? And that was me. (laughs) You are... Come on, <laughs> come on, you know? I am a defender of art, and that guy was asking for it. He, he He's still a Facebook friend. He's still, every time I leave a comment, he comes in and goes, hey, that was me. And I was like, all right, see you at the next show, my friend. But at this point now, who's going to stop the rain? Can't lose weight. Was gonna go to heavyweight, and you even had the misty stuff being said by Ray Longo, and he's got it. You know, he's got to he's got a back that he's got a back to dudes play. But if somebody anybody cares about this guy, now's the time to stop because you know what's gonna happen. Look, Forrest Griffin did it the best. He stopped before the sad and now he's in these toyo commercials and he's doing and i bet you his pace scale is different from the current fighters his chin see the head yeah yeah you know i get this whole this whole thing i can't the bare knuckle thing i I, I saw gonzaga in there and i was sort of happy for him but oh man oh man it's so Weidman, so Weidman is going to, he's going to think, and then the Baldwin is talking to him about, you know, his uh, what next steps. And this is precisely what the Lost Battalion is created for. When you say something and everybody around you kind of goes, mm, yeah, because you're not seeing it. Now, I thought for a long time that Weidman, Weidman is, was like that he, he was playing, right? That he was playing. Uh, hold on, let me find this thing, that he was like, that he's just working the system, you know? I don't think that anymore. I don't think that anymore. I think he's in the same position like this guy who got knocked out twice and keeps coming back. I think somebody's going to have to do the adult thing and stop him. Because the more you, the more sad you generate, the less Toyo commercials you do, the less spot. Forrest Griffin is loved. He stopped Chuck Liddell before it was too late. Chuck Liddell could still appear on any talk show. They go, ah, the former UFC champion, Chuck Liddell. I he, not people. He doesn't want to let people down. You think you think Maddie Sarah is gonna be let down if he doesn't fight? I think he's got some home style action that needs things. Expensive things. But, you know, I, I'm pulling some stuff up right now. That's why I'm not looking at you. Um, expensive things. I, I, and I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I really don't know what to tell you about that. I, I, you know, I mean, my whole thing is, what is that thing they say? Happy wife, happy life. But, you know, there's a limit. You, you got to get your head bashed in. And now you're coming home and you're staring at the wall because you can't put two thoughts together. It's not going to get easier. And it's not going to be, get better. And I have, to, yeah, I have to say that you've heard of black comedy. That's the kind of comedy that we're playing with right now. Because naturally, led by who? Johnny Boney Joni, fast on the stick, quick on the draw, right, right away. Yeah. You know, uh, right away, you know, on, on dude. It was like, but it's not. You know it's not really funny man because I think he's making the choices he's making the choices he's making the choices he's making partially because he's not smart enough at this point to make other choices and he's being encouraged and aided and abetted by somebody he believes cares about him I'm not saying she doesn't but people lose track I mean money is real it's real. And if you don't think it's real, then you got to start spending it. Try to send your kid to Harvard. Let them send you that check for tuition. And realize suddenly that those geegaws and baubles that you've been purchasing, you can't. Look, a friend of mine was one of Russ Meyer, Russ, film director Russ Meyer's major stars. Her name was Kitten, that tip of dad. If you're not at work right now you can uh google her and i interviewed her and she was uh, a star in the 60s and the 70s and then you know she did airplane she did a lot of russ meyer movies you know um and when i interviewed her it was maybe 86 and she said you know eugene they said that diamonds are a girl's best friend when I was on top and I was making all that Russ Meyer money, I thought I could I could, I could get my head against inflation. I could buy diamonds and they would help. They don't help. Of course, The Beers and Oppenheimer, it's a rig. If you walk down to Botswana, they're on the ground like garbage. They control the industry. It's a fake industry. If you had bought gold, different story. That's why all the hip-hop guys bought gold. Because they have to put your gold, you know, they can't, they don't realize that gold has an actual value, not street value. They go, oh, just put it in the envelope, give it to them later, and he can go and sell the gold. So, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 gold is a very serious thing. So, I, I don't know what to tell the guy. You got to stop before, I mean, it's actually, you can't, it's even too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. No Fallon, no Kimmel, no Stern, nobody. You get maybe Joe Rogan show. And you can talk about it and it, it you know, it, it gets filed under the, you know, cue the sad music. Less charitably, cue the clown music. Wah, wah, wah. This shit's not funny. Anyway, let's go through the rest of the card in the last seven minutes of the show. And uh, where's the link? I thought you were going to put the link up. Okay, I got to put the link up. Nah, it's all right. No, no, it's okay. I'll do everything. It's okay. I'll do the show. I'll put the link. Forget about it. All right, here we go. Let me type the link. Type the link. Link type. uh, Where? I don't see it. I'm looking at the whole show. Where? My, my what am i blind i'm blind i don't see it it's all right i'll type it in again i am blind because I'm, I'm looking somebody needs to confirm i'm gonna type it in right now hold on um but yeah yeah uh, i i mean actually actually that's a good play that would be a good play he would have to bite a lot of hands that fed him but that would be a good play. Like that football player who goes, you know, like all, a raft of these football players who are like, um, you know, football screwed me up, and 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 now I've got CTE, and they become poster boys, and then in the movie Will Smith will play you, and you can make some money from that, and of course the bald one is like, what, what, and it, but the bald one is beyond helping, you you know, he's like like, like every porn star guy, you know, ah, uh, uh, like every porn star guy is like, uh, what does he say? Uh, you knew what the you knew what the job was when you took it. That's what that's what gets said. And if the bald one doesn't like you, he's not giving you easy jobs like he gave Chuck Liddell. You know, we could walk around the office with no shoes on. They used to do that at my job. People would do that. I hated it. I really, actually hated it. Like it just made me sick. Nominations. Uh, Yeah, maybe I can't see everything you guys right there, Uh, but all right. So those of you who showed up late, this is where you go for Ozzy Confidential. Please vote. Uh, Yeah, I'm typing because I want to make sure my shoulders are fire. They're on fire. Uh, Okay, there we go. Um, So uh, at this point, you know, if the bald one – the only only people that he seemed to like, the only people that he seemed to like, were Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes. There are a couple of fighters whose names I can't remember. I can't mention. I got to tell you, uh, their names have come up in private conversations. And these cats are brain damaged, and are getting a certain, a drawing a salary, um, essentially I consider it to be hush money. No, nah, Ronda's not one of them, but there are a couple of, not top, not top A-listers, but there are a couple of fighters where if I said their name, you go, oh, yeah. And beyond a, a, beyond a shadow of a doubt, look, 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 you know we're in a different sport. You know that. We had a boxer die last week. How many boxers have died already into, they, it, you know, <laughs> I got to tell you, MMA is if somebody dies in that cage, we will not bounce back. Boxing has a vested interest in killing MMA. And it, MMA is typically doesn't... I mean, we should have, because of the Baldwin's plans to move into boxing, didn't make hay about this, essentially, a competing organization. Yeah, three. Three. If you have three fighters die in the octagon, why? Because the UFC doesn't have friends. Doesn't have enough friends. The bo- I remember in the old days, I, I had dated this woman who was the head of this big PR company that was doing big media buys for uh, HBO. And so on. they were told it showed up specifically not to take oopsie dollars specifically. It's not like I heard this and I made it. She was telling me, you can't, you can't. It's big time. And they had don't look kind. Of, it's not like Vince McMahon and the little footsie under the table that he's playing with, with, with the Baldwin. Very different. You don't get three people dying in the octagon and have that same UFC happen. So that's why these cats are being paid. But I guarantee you that whatever he could pay somebody like Weidman is not enough to keep Weidman's family in the style to apparently to which they've become accustomed. People take on airs. They get dreams. You know, you get a couple of – I've seen it happen. I've been in gyms. I was in a gym where Channing Tatum came through. You can't hang out with rich guys. You can't. I used to when I did Code Magazine, the rich guys would be like, Eugene, where you going? I'd go, bro, it's two in the morning. Come on, hang out. I gotta get up for what? For work. Oh, yeah. Off season. Basketball players, these guys were living hard. Yep. So uh let, let's look at let, let's look at a few other fights in the card. Uh, of course, we're gonna talk about uh yeah rodriguez and jeremy stevens oh boy amoy. you know what we've talked about snatching victory from the jaws of defeat and defeat from the jaws of victory if he had just kept his mouth shut after that first uh, aborted fight and you know and he just said to the mexican audience we'll be back these things happen in this sport you know don't throw stuff in this guy's a warrior right? and instead he's with the Reebok and he wins who cares who cares i'm searching twitter at post fight to see if anybody cares you know who cared nobody Who stands with him and eh, a few people yeah yeah it was a good slobber knocker of a fight but you know uh, i mean jeremy stevens hung in there eh, okay but what did you win what did you win What did you win? Oh, I see. I see. So I opened the store, and you opened the store at my store. <laughs> Selling money at <in> my store. <laughs> All right. So uh, so year one, Jeremy Stevens forever, who the, who the fuck that guy And, of course, you know, again, nobody really wins. Greg Hardy, the beater against the who cares? Who cares? Well, there's one point where I interviewed Evander Holyfield where he was talking about being poor. He goes, you could poop in the hole in the ground. You, can, you Nobody cares. I just thought that was an interesting term. <laughs> you could walk around. You could poop in a hole in the ground, and nobody cares. <laughs> or like Joker said, If it was me, you'd step over me on the sidewalk. Oh, self-pity. Yeah, yep, yep. Sometimes it's appropriate. Greg Hardy, I got nothing to say. I don't give a shit what he does. He was saying misty stuff. He's figured out that in MMA, if you say misty stuff and you got a 50-50 chance of backing up, because everybody who gets in the cage fundamentally does. Two people leave, one person leaves a winner, 50-50. I, You know, the odds makers do different things. But well, one person's going to win and one person's going to lose. So he's calling out Stipe. He's calling out Francis Ngannou. He's calling stop it. stop. You can't beat me. You can't beat me. A 57-year-old grandfather with a gamey leg, well, at least just last week. So stop it. Stop it. And, of course, then there was the inhaler. I don't I don't give a shit about that. I'm not even going to waste a I already gone over. I'm not going to waste a second talking about Greg Hardy. But I do want to talk about a couple of others. I <laughs> about Joe Lauzon. You know how when you see a horror movie and you go like this? I was doing that watching what Joe Lauzon was doing to that guy's arm. And now the bald one is wanting Joe Lauzon. Joe Lauzon is like uh, – he was like uh, – you remember at one point they said, Who has made more money in motion pictures than anybody in the history of motion pictures? And weirdly enough, when they added all the money, they figured out, okay, Will Ferrell has made a huge amount of money, but his movies have made a little amount of money. So they came up with this thing that Will Ferrell is the most overpaid actor in Hollywood. But then who was, who, which actor had made the most? It was Arnold. His movies had made the most for a long time. And then secondarily, then he got knocked out of place by who? The black Michael Kane, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson be in any movie, TV commercial, anything. Anything that they got a paycheck attached. Why? Because he understands the benefits of staying busy. Benefits of staying busy. Gotta stay busy. I don't mind. Prevent yourself from uh, morbid self-intention. So the Baldwin is trying to hustle Lausanne away. Lausanne was one of those fighters who, you know, he wasn't eight. If you look at the Phantom Tollbooth, excuse me, he never had a number in the top five, or maybe he did for a brief period of time. But he's steadfast, so slow and steady, wins the race. Made enough money, he's got a good life, and he savaged Jonathan Pierce. I didn't expect anything different, but I didn't expect it like that. Yeah, oh, that would be great. Put a put Hardy against Derek Lewis. But they keep avoiding giving everybody the fight that, that we want to see. Maybe it's because he's got like a five-fight deal, and they don't want to be like, man, if we put him against somebody who's going to murder him, what are we going to do with him for the other two fights? Clearly, coming from the NFL, they probably signed a, a fight deal for the for uh, uh, multiple fights. When you get to the end of that deal, then you'll start seeing Greg Hardy fight some people, some serious people. I'll do a Mitch Green. I'll pull a war at the store. You know how I do it? I'll tell you how I do it. I start talking smack right to the guy's face about him being a wife beater. Then you know what happens? Then he punches me out. And then I fall on the ground and I claim hysterical blindness. I can't see. And I get my personal injury attorneys to take whatever little nickels he's got left. Then I go to Baldwin and go put us in the cage. After he beats Herschel Walker, and I'll fight the winner of that fight. Easy peasy. But on slaughtered Jonathan Pierce, and <laughs> I mean it was it was cringy, and not like not like Sujudo cringy, and Saudo was making some smack talk about how he was. It's like, what did you say? I heard a squeak in the corner. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to get into, into, the, into, the, into, the, into the Greg Hardy thing. Who gives a shit? Who gives a, the inhaler, whatever? It, bad things happen to good people. He's not a good person. Bad things happen to him. I'm happy with that. Macy Barber, Jillian Robinson, that, that was great. Great fight. Uh, uh, There's there, Stuart. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. We got times of wasting. There was Bermuda's Bermuda. So I'm going to talk about that. Molly McCann. uh Molly McCann. I'm going to talk about that. I think I'm done. Sean. Oh, yes, I wanted to talk about Sean Woodson and Kyle Bochniak because I picked Bochniak to win because I'm a Bochniak booster because I love the story. I'm not going to talk about Court McGee because he lost the fight fair and square. That's fine. Kevin Holland, that was actually a good fight as well. Uh, Brendan Allen, some good jiu-jitsu. Uh, Tanner Bozo and Spitz, that was a real snooze fest. I didn't like it. Uh, but let's talk about that last one, and then I'm going to conclude the show. um. Uh, um yeah, exactly. Just shut the fuck up. Um, but Musha was like to say, "Oh, Botchnik." So this was a great example. For years, I took when I took Mar- specifically uh, uh, combat wrestling. They used to when I first started. They called it, uh, which was catch wrestling. You know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Every, uh, Frank with, with Frank Shamrock. Everybody would say, "Relax, relax, relax." I do not understand. You know, it's like that line from that Leonard Cohen song: "When they said repent, repent, I wondered what they meant." when they said, relax, I didn't know what they meant. And then finally, uh, um, finally, the, yeah, the good ended happily. With that. uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. Um, finally, when I started writing that series where I would fight a pro and then write about it, stuff, I later put in the fight book, the fighter, everything everyone knew about asking him before you get es- 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 after the third or fourth, like pro, I just re- I was like not into it anymore, but it was a really popular feature in grappling magazine. And, uh, and I just, I was like, man. And I just went into it, and I felt myself there's, there's surrendering, and is giving up. And I felt myself surrendering. If I gave up, I wouldn't even be in there. But there's a difference, like Robert De Niro in, in Meet the Fockers, that's kind of giving up. Guy wants to eat. Give up. I was surrendering, and when I surrendered, I relaxed and I can go, I can, I, I was rolling with a, I've been banned from rolling with white belts because it said that I hurt them unless the white belt is over 260 pounds. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I'm okay to roll with, uh, you know, Romanian murderers, <laughs> sandbag Academy, white belt, my ass. But anybody else, I can't. But I can see they got the spazzy, spazzy, spazzy thing because they haven't gotten to the relaxation. And Woodson fighting, fighting, Boshnek. Boshnek was the dude and trying to, but he just Woodson was just so rangy, he couldn't get inside. And he's been, he's got forty-three boxing matches. He knows the guy's not going to outbox him, and the guy's going to get like Chuck Liddell style, going to get tagged coming in for the shot. He gets shy about coming for the shot. He doesn't come in for the shot. But a bang, but a bang, that's over. How do you surrender? Man, it's just like, stop caring about your, your, your fundamental fate. You know that scene in, in uh, uh, Enter the Dragon where the, the walls drop down and Bruce Lee is trapped? Compare that in the scene with the movie, uh, what is that movie, uh, with Jennifer Lopez and Vincent nofrio where she goes inside the guy's mind to catch a serial killer. And the women, he traps these women in these in these Sealed uh, prisons, and they the cell, and it fills with water, and they die. and they're banging, they screaming, they're screaming, they're banging, they're banging, they screaming. Bruce Lee gets trapped in, just sits down, can't control everything. That surrender. So I stepped in the cage, and I think it happened. I almost remember the fighter who it happened with when when it happened, where I just go, I, I this is preordained. I know they're not going to let some fancy pants journalist come in there. And beat them. So the degree is the severity. One guy almost snapped my neck, actually. I thought I was going to be paralyzed. I won't say who that was either. Frank Shamrock, you remember famously, took the rope at AKA and put the rope on my neck. We did it in the in the ring and mugged for the cameras where I cursed his career. Sicilian style cursed his career. So there you go. But this, this wasn't either one of those guys. I just, I remember going and going, preordained i'm not gonna fight this i'm gonna get in the cage and fight him but i'm not gonna fight this i'm not gonna fight it I'm not gonna fight it and i did it and finally i could feel my breathing go back i could relax and i was all right i was all right and woodson was a model at. It. he was a don't care prior to because i cared about now i care about botchneck and I care about Woodson. If you didn't see that fight, you were in the kitchen getting yourself a drink or something, go back and watch it. Just loose, and he's winging his punches. Like, you know, Stallone is not a real boxer, you know? Shit like that. He's just winging. It was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So anyway, uh, uh, that's it. (laughs) You know what? I've never had the cuffs put on me. I've been arrested, but they gave me like a white guy arrest. They're like, We don't have to put the cuffs on you, do we? And I'm like, nah, come on. I think I even rode up in the front. (laughs) I should have snatched his gun and shot everybody. But yeah, that's the thing. If you're smart, I'll tell you, when I got into that riot, and this is the last show, when I got into that riot, when we played with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, I, I screwed the mic stand loose from the base. And I was knocking people off the stage like a lightsaber, knocking them off. And I see the cops come in, and I see them coming up the sides. <laughs> and I go, uh-oh. And I take the mic stand, screw it back in the base, start putting my clothes back on. Cop get, climbs on the stage. He comes up to me. He goes, you're finished. I go, okay. It's <laughs> like, so hey, bro, surrender is not giving up. You better surrender before you have to give up. That's the best thing. If the Nazis had surrendered before they gave up, they'd have been a lot better off. There would have been no West Germany, East Germany, but they pushed it. Anyway, we're at the end of the show. V85. Let's see. Can I do this with the fingers thing? V85. Of the Eugene S. Robinson Show stopper You have listened to it. Please go to that link. And uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta look it. Go to that link and vote for Ozzy Confidential on this podcast. lake. we gotta win it. And at this point now, if all of you vote, we'll know it's rigged if I don't win it. And you have until the twenty second at six p.m. to do it. Ah, yes, you are Archer. Ah, Look in the comments. Go to awards.discoverpods.com. Slash nominations and vote for Ozzy Confidential uh, in all categories, whatever. Yeah, I'll put the, yeah the links will already be in the comments, but I, maybe I'll change it so that it's actually in the in the description, and, and I'll let June know too. Anyway, thanks for listening. Ah, good, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thanks for listening. We will see you next Sunday. There's UFC Singapore Tuesday night at seven thirty. You get if I did it. Me, Alexi, and Mistek. And then, if the shoes fit, guess what? Guess what we got going on on If the Shoes Fit? We've got a tentative agreement from a rotating cast of characters that involve Kidna Tay. Just can't stay away. Like, too short. Just couldn't stay away. So he's back intermittently with John Nash intermittently. Miss Deck has been also holding it down on if the shoes fit. She'll be back. In the, it's too much, too much heavy of a carry for everybody at Laura's school. Not a single person can carry it, so we gotta rotate. That's big news. So we'll see you Monday afternoon. Care don't care goes live. Sex column is up now. If you follow me on Twitter, you've already seen it. You can go to OzzyOZY.com. It's called When Your Safe Word Sucks. Tuesday at 7.30. If I did it, followed immediately by If the Shoes Fit. Monday, Care Don't Care. And then I got a couple articles coming out this week. Don't know. Don't know what they are. But if you follow me at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, you get it on, in, the, in the tweets. And you guys have been tearing it up lately. There's really funny stuff in there. I had tears in my eyes with the whole <laughs> Nuggets Weidman thing. I just, I the the gift with the with the the mist is just there. That makes me so happy. Anyway, this is the end of the show. Look what you made me do.